Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today. We got Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Cracking up like normal. Every time I clap to start this thing, she just busts a gut. She can't help it. That is some fun stuff. I'm not explaining it. You just got to know. She's never going to start a podcast not laughing. It's true. There you go. And we got Rob Croyle. Hello. And you got yourself yourself a Logan Daly on on the podcast. Uh, Pretty standard operating procedure there. Mm -hmm. So glad to have you all with us. We're going to start it off with a little shortcoming action. This week on Shortcomings, Jennifer Bartlett. It was me. I did the shortcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Which most of you probably wouldn't have even had any idea other than I kind of talked about it. But you still wouldn't have known it was her or possibly even known what I was talking about. Uh, We did accidentally start an extra YouTube stream. Uh, I think we might have started an extra Facebook stream also. Just because Jen was running the stream and she hit the wrong button and, you know... If it, it ha- says it wasn't a matter of if it was going to happen, it was when it was going to happen. Yeah, because uh, the button in our little program on the internet on Restream, it's a it's like a big orange button that says live go stu- live says live studio, right? And you're like, that seems enticing. Let's click that. Whereas the one you're supposed to hit is in a group of buttons that says start stream. And they're and all it's gray, gray and it's a it's a it's a very boring button in OBS. <laughs> you know, it's not orange and neon lights, like the Ooh. way is narrow. Shiny. I like it. One okay, of these click. paths looks very, very enticing, and the other is just a humble little button, oh and it's in a very different. It's in a very different program, though. I mean, that's kind of yeah. One's in one's in the restream, and one's in the OBS, like actual program. I mean, and if you had instructions, if I on, had instructions written out, yeah, how to do this. Oh man, like, that would that would make it so much easier. That would help a ton. That'd be fantastic. I could say like to start the stream, you go to OBS and press I start know. stream. That's what I could do. Oh, oh man, that'd be so good. I wish you would do that. Yeah, that'd Come be on. great. <laughs> and then post uh, it up on the board right in front of Jen. All, yeah, if it was posted right in front of the person running the stream with like this detailed list from start to finish of how to run everything, uh, like, a, like a checklist for a, a pilot, like kind of like that. If we had one of those, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, side note, go check out the Instagram live story that I'm going to post tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> or this morning, or just go check our Instagram page. It's going to be fantastic. You'll understand this now. Anyway, Jen, we appreciate you. You did great. We Thanks. figured it out, and we got it going, you know. With seconds to spare before service started. Yeah, I mean, we I had think- that call to worship video at the beginning, so I had plenty of time to keep clicking on things and check, you know, yep. see if we had... A stream up that was working. It was fine. Yeah. Nobody died. Nobody died. It was fine. I read the instructions after the fact. So. Oh, oh there man. were instructions. No. That's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't know if I know how to do that any other way. <clears throat> well, one, sometimes you don't even know there's instructions. It's true. Some of us don't read instructions, and I'm not saying in this room particular, but there's there's some people. <laughs> 
designed by my God <laughs> to go through life throwing away the instructions on purpose long before they're needed. And then yep. when they're needed, yeah. So I don't, I don't do, I'm like a 50 50 on, like it's, it's a crapshoot as to whether or not I'm going to throw away those instructions or if I'm going to cling to them like a perfectionist that I am. I remember the look on your face when I said, Hey, <clears throat> I think we should have a checklist. That'd be like super helpful. And the look on your face was of terror. Yeah. I didn't want to make it. <laughs> so, this was one of those I didn't want instructions on. I just mm-hmm. wanted people to automatically like use the force and know. But now that I have the checklist, I feel good about that checklist. In my Air Force career, I would write a 100-page document that would document where all the equipment was going to sit and all the equipment settings from oh all God. the different sections that were deploying. And we, I knew... I knew where every patch cord was was plugging in. Wow. Now, I I can appreciate that. I would probably stab myself with a dull spoon repeatedly if I had to put one of those together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's my experience. And I'm like, so do you have any checklists for you people? Because this seems kind of (laughs) complicated. And the the look on your face was classic. I was just like... Planner adapter, is that what we're seeing the difference? Uh, the planner is going to write the checklist. The adapters going to be like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that might be. That might be. Yeah, that could be. That's a pretty good evaluation of that, probably. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to go through that. Now that I'm on Christmas That's break. fantastic. And I do have adapter in me. <coughs> but look I at the we plan. call them dongles now. But look at the plan. <laughs> like, don't just adapt without the plan. Use the plan and adapt from the plan. That's adapt that's kind of always been my mainstay. Is, is yeah. you know, and and I would like I I enjoy having a plan to adapt off of more than just having to be creative on the spot. However, usually my plan is plan to adapt. Mm-hmm. So we'd have these training exercises, and and I'd write up the plan for both sides and, and hand them the plan. And then my guys would be like, we're all plugged in, we're programmed, and we've got nothing. And so I'd walk over to the other side, and and this is another squadron that, we're, that we would work with, you know, every few years. And, and uh, I'm like, Hey, tell me where you got this plugged in. And we walk over, and so the sergeant asks the airman, "Hey, where you have this device plugged in?" And be like, "Oh, it's right here, Sarge." I'm like, "Well, open up your plan and tell me where that's supposed to be plugged in." <laughs> and, <laughs> and the look on his face was similar to your look hmm. of like what, plan, plan, what plan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fantastic, yeah. Leadership Techniques with Rob Croyle. <laughs> that could be another podcast. All right. So comparing and contrasting between last week's sermon about Mary and then this week's sermon about Zechariah, you've got two characters that are both, they both come in contact with angels, and they both have a fear response. And so you wanted to talk about 
kind of what the what we can pull between those the differences between those two responses. I think. Yeah. yeah. Are they? Is it the same fear? I mean, same fear response, or is there some differences? And if there's differences, why? And so I just want to sure. kind of wrestle through that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so off the top of my head, uh, Zechariah obviously has this uh, incredulity, I guess, uh, and and gets struck mute mm-hmm. because of it. Mary, on the other hand, doesn't. So she's not struck mute and goes running off on an adventure. So they, just they, off they the top, ask, it seems like there's a little difference in response. They there. ask similar questions. Okay. Right? How can this be? Mm-hmm. How will this happen? Yeah. How can this be? Or, uh, doesn't he ask, uh, Zechariah asks, how will I know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which reminds me a little bit of the, like, I, I would take that as he's asking for a sign, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. Or may, maybe the incredulity, I guess, or it, which reminds me a little bit of Sarah. Right. Well, Zechariah's question is, yeah, yeah. Zechariah is, is very much more like like Sarah's response, and it doesn't make sense in light of the fact that it was Sarah's response. Sure, Sarah's. Yeah. I mean, she, she, when she gets told or when she hears, she laughs, which is where we get Isaac's name. Yeah, so there's history behind Zechariah's question. There's, there's, there's no history behind Mary's question. It's not like there was another virgin that, mm-hmm. that gave birth. Or, or. So um, what's interesting to note is, is Mary's angel is, is named, and it's the same angel that visits Daniel three different times. Mm. And and so like it seems like Mary's angel is more significant in nature. Hmm. That could be potentially scarier. I mean but Zacharias is the meeting place is significant because he's inside the temple. Mm-hmm. At the incense, and there's people outside the temple praying for him, right? But mm-hmm. he's inside the temple, and there's a story of of Aaron's son, uh, Nadab and Abu, um, offering strange fire before the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And then they get struck down, right? Yeah, Levitic, Leviticus 10. So, you know, I could picture Zechariah wondering if this is that kind of a moment. Oh, angel mm. shows up and Zechariah has this like, oh, did I do something wrong? Right, right. Oh. I, did he wear his brown pants? <laughs> <laughs> it's Israel. Everything's brown in Israel. That's true. It's well, a terrifying place. <laughs> and it's Gabriel that shows up to both of them. Is That's at least... Is it Gabriel to both? Mm-hmm. Because hmm. when Zachariah says, how, will I be, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man. Then the angel says, I am Gabriel. Oh. That, uh, that gives it away. 
I stand in the very presence of God. It is he who oh, it is sent the same. me. Like, he uh, name-dropped himself. <laughs> good catch. He's all like, let me tell you about myself. <laughs> yep, no, I missed that. It's like uh, dropping in on a, a guest artist, dropping in on a track. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like well, when Pitbull drops in on a track. You know it's him. You know. Or Khalid. He always is. Sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking of all the artists that come in like that. Anyway. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so we have same same angel, two different locations, um, d- different sets of circumstances. Uh, I think... Uh, Zechariah could picture this being connected to his service, like the initial impact is mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I am in the presence of the Lord. I'm in the temple. Right. And what did I do wrong? Yeah. And then for for Mary, I I think the connection is. Both the fact that she's being approached by Gabriel and 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 we're told up front that Gabriel goes to Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he th- greets her, greetings, O favored one. But she's greatly troubled at that saying. So she's greatly troubled. Now is that is that afraid? Is that Confused is that I'm curious what that greatly troubled means there. Because then the angel says, Do not be afraid. Yeah, it's not it's not afraid. Um it's it's agitated. And I what I really what I connected this to is this this idea of my circumstances are not bearing out your words. Sure. Mm-hmm. My life, what I've experienced in my 14 plus years under Roman occupation, does not bear out your proclamation that I'm I'm a favored one. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of like when Jesus calls Simon Peter and being the Rock. Even though we all can look at Simon Peter's story before that and be like, him really like. Jesus saying, you're the rock that I'm going to build my church on. Like, that was kind of a, like, it almost has that same feel of, like, hello, highly favored one. Hello, rock is going to build my church. Like, it hasn't happened yet. Or it's in the process of happening, but it's not. Mm. Um, it's not quite there. Yeah. It hasn't come to fruition, I guess. Yeah. Completely. <coughs> yeah, and I, I think Mary... At least from when I read it, <clears throat> yes, she does question. She says, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Which is similar to Zachariah. Like, how is this going to happen? Because I'm really old. Or how will I know? Because I am old. Um, I need to, like, prove. Give me a proof that this isn't crazy, um, maybe. But what I see when I read Mary's is, how will this happen? Is It's almost a, like, do I need to do something for this? Right. Like, how is it could... I mean, I'm not married. Betrothed, sure. Like, am I supposed to go 
me and Joseph supposed to go elope here? What's 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 the rundown? Right. And then she gets the clarification. Yeah. And then her response right after that is one of submission and yeah, bo- I'm bought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, a little different than maybe what we see with Zechariah. Of the the doubting. Yeah, so Mary's how is in, in what manner? Okay. And Zacharias. Zacharias. It's more of by what will I know? Mm. It's it's almost more of a prove it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Convince me. Hmm. Which would explain why Gabriel's like, all right, convince you? You're going to be mute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to be mute till you name him the right name. Let the convincing me again. Immediately. That's fantastic. Yeah. So their their responses are different. Hmm. All right. Cool. <clears throat> let's talk uh let's talk about uh the barren stories because obviously we've got a, a barren story here with Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth. Um, and you you talked about that. This is like this is a big deal. This is a label um, that that they're that they're living with. And you talk about barrenness, but there's there's more than one barren story in the Bible. This is a reoccurring theme. Yeah, and I think we really should wrestle with the question of of why is this such a an important conversation mm-hmm. in the scriptures? Because mm-hmm. five times in the Old Testament, we see it with. Uh, uh, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, um, Jacob and Rachel, uh, Manoah and his wife. We're not even told her name. Mm-hmm. That's three of the patriarchs. Yep. Deal with this, like. Yep. Right. Three out of the five patriarchs. Yeah, think, and yeah. and the first three. Yeah, like this is a like the story could end before it starts. Right. Sure. Really should end. Yeah. Like it shouldn't get off the ground if they're barren. Yeah. Which, in a sense, God has to show up big time in those right. for that to... Uh, he's just showing off, isn't he? So good. Classic God. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've all wrestled with how in the world are you going to make something good out of this mess? Mm-hmm. Whether it's our family situation, whether it's a specific relationship, whether it's COVID nineteen, hmm. whether it's a church plant that goes through two really hard years. I don't know what you're talking about. They've been peachy. <laughs> yeah. Sun uh, sunflowers and daisies here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, you have a child that's born 
with uh, some me- medical complications right from the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like this is supposed to be a blessing. This is supposed to be a blessed <clears throat> time. We're supposed to enjoy this. If it's a, it could be a tragedy that happens around the holidays. Sure. What I see happening with the the barrenness stories is that God is coming into something, and especially for for the people of that time, like that that's that's some severe brokenness. I would imagine, especially for the for the women, like this is that was their purpose mm-hmm. at that point. Like this is their their worth, their value is very much tied up in this ability to reproduce and carry on the line and provide children, um, and raise them. Uh even more so back then. And so God comes into this situation of really kind of dire brokenness, about as broken as it gets. Right. And from that, he enters into that mess, and from that, he works from there. Right. Like, it, it's it's not a, things have to be perfectly aligned. No, God shows up in the the worst of it, and still chooses... Not, not just manages to, chooses to work from that place. And his reputation is on the line the whole time, right? Like mm-hmm. first three generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the reputation, his reputation that this is supposed to, this is going to take place. And, you know, like you said. Yeah. He, he comes in with the, with these, with the, the early, the early lines. And he's, he's establishing that, all of these other gods that you know of, these other nations, these other gods, they don't hold a candle to me. Right. He's got to. He definitely has to prove himself in those in those moments in those stories. And fertility was a sign of a blessing, with regardless mm-hmm. of the god that you worshipped of the time. Sure. Fertility was seen as a sign of blessing, and if you are pursuing a certain God mm-hmm. and and he's not providing the blessing, either he's no God at all or you have done something wrong. Which would be, that's kind of the label that you were talking about with Elizabeth, that she's probably been stuck with of there's something wrong with you. Right. 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 And I think that's what we see in part of uh, Zechariah's response. Like, prove it. Convince me. Right. Mm. You know, out of this place of... It's probably bitter. Well, yeah, I'm a picture being the guy that's that's offering incense, which is a picture of prayers, mm-hmm. right? I think it's Psalm 124 that says, let my, let my prayers... Be like incense, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, unto you, um, and so you're offering up incense as a as a way of saying we're hoping that you will accept our prayers, and I'm doing this for the nation, and this is the one time that he's gonna do this when he's when he when they cast lots and they select him. Mm-hmm. This is the one time in in his career that he's going to offer up incense. Hmm. And and the and the if there's frustration, if there's bitterness over 
why haven't you answered my prayers? Hmm. And and then here's this here's the angel that shows up. Oh man. Now the joy that he expresses. Mm-hmm. Because he sees beyond his current circumstances. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. That, like he, when, and I've been there before where I'm, I'm looking at my circumstances, and I'm looking at my circumstances, I'm looking at to today, and, and I just see, you know, that I'm six inches stuck in the mud, and I'm not moving nowhere, and that's all I can see. And then God brings me to this moment where I could see beyond that. And that is just such a huge blessing to kind of get out of that mire. And -hmm. I think that's what we see in this Luke 1 passage with Zechariah. And he has hope again. He's got peace again. He's got joy. Right. Nice. Part of this week with the care group questions, uh, number number two was uh, specifically about letting circumstances affect, like temporary circumstances affect uh, how we view things and how we look at things. And um, part of the question was how have you how have you let your temporary circumstances, or maybe they're not that temporary, maybe they're just circumstances even. Uh, how have you let those label you? And affect you, uh, and so we were. As I was wrestling with that question, uh, I realized I'm not really sure how I've been labeled. Mm. I wasn't. I'm like I don't really know what labels I'm carrying around. So I don't. I, I I'm pretty aware of the circumstances that I'm living out. All right. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. not run around with a bag over my head. A mask, sure, but bag, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not com- you can still see. I'm not completely oblivious. <clears throat> In fact, I might be more aware because I've got a gag on, so I can't talk as much. And so, you have glasses. So you yeah, can- and now I got glasses, so I can see everything. The world is very. I'm very aware of things now. <laughs> uh, fantastic. But uh, anyway, so I, but I realized, like, I d- I don't know what labels. I'm unaware of the labels that I might be carrying. Hmm. And so the question maybe, and I maybe I'm maybe I'm by myself in this. Maybe everyone else is very aware of their labels. But the question that I kind of had was, how do you go about identifying the labels that you carry? How do you go about figuring out what labels you're carrying around and living out? Hmm. So some of that comes back to like, what expectations do you have that? kind of leads you down a, a negative conversation, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some, some cases, uh, for some people going into the holidays, there's certain conversations they want to avoid. Sure. You know, uh, if someone recently went through divorce, they probably don't want to have a conversation about that. If someone recently lost their job, they may be, they may not want to talk about joblessness. If if you feel mm. like circumstances have caused you to fail, then you may not want to talk about that. What like if someone 
were to ask you about a certain part of your job, mm-hmm. like, hey, Logan, how's that going? Sure. And if there's a part of your job where you don't want to talk about that, then there's probably, there may be a label that. So it seems like that, from that aspect, it seems like shame might be the indicator. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's there's shame associated. Shame is somehow related to um, <clears throat> the label, which now I'm thinking like uh, the, uh, what's the, the, the where you run around with the scarlet letter where you've got you you've been labeled with this you're running around with an a on your chest right mm-hmm. uh or whatever your whatever your sin is um and, and we so deal the, with and shame, shame differently. and there's shame yeah exactly so everybody's fight, got fight the different freeze. sure fight fight right? or freeze yep you're mm-hmm. not you're not much of a you're not a fi- flighter no you're not a freezer those are those are definitely secondary or thirty tertiary thirtyary <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. I don't know what I'm calling it 30 airy now. That's fantastic. I mean, tertiary is fun, but 30 airy is just like beautiful. That's wonderful. Uh, anyway, <laughs> derailed. Uh, so, but those, yeah, initial ones like, I'm going to fight probably. Yeah, fight. Nine times out of 10. Nose to the grindstone. Nose to the grindstone. I'm going to figure out some way to make this stop. And it might it might not be like a bullheaded fight. It might be a subversive fight. Like, but I'm I'm gonna find some way to combat it. And there's really. some things yeah. that you may not even admit to. You know, like I'm not admitting that I've been defeated in that because I'm not done fighting yet. Oh so. no, the battle is not over. I have not accepted defeat. There is still a recount going on. I was gonna say this is tied up in the courts because as because. <laughs> You're finally going to get that email oh. at info at missionridge.church. <laughs> I hope I do. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh. Never mind electo- electoral college, but Ed. Because <laughs> yeah. as you're as you're telling me, you're not sure what labels, you know, I'm going, man, I just know we've had some conversations about what COVID has done to your tech team and worship team. Oh, sure. And how, you know, a couple moves, you know, thrown in there and uh-huh. your team's been decimated and you're looking around like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Sure. Which I, I get that. And I'm like, okay, but what, and, and I could say, so maybe, but f- understanding like, and letting myself acknowledge the label maybe. Maybe that's the tricky part mm-hmm. uh, for me, at least, because I don't want to like I, I I don't because I haven't accepted defeat. Yeah, and you know maybe and, maybe that's why. And sometimes um, we don't take on labels. I mean, there's um, we could face challenging circumstances and and see. I think it's when we can't see beyond the circumstance. Mm, okay. Two, like if if you're seeing beyond the s- circumstances, going. You know, this is gonna be very different when COVID clears up. Mm-hmm. You know, I I see the potential. I see I sure. see where things are heading. You know, it's it's when we, you know, when I first heard that James one passage, I I really felt like I was walking around with a great big D on my forehead, and that everybody in that church of several hundred 
singles showing mm. up. It was a meat market, straight up meat market. Mm. Um, but I, I just knew that every one of those folks knew that I was going through a divorce and they mm. didn't know me. They didn't know me, but that was my shame. Right. Sure. I was in Bible college. I was getting trained to be a pastor. And my wife divorced me. And I carried an immense amount of shame. Hmm. There you go. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's helpful in fleshing out what labels you might or might not be carrying around um, and how those might be affecting things or how circumstances might be creating those. Yeah. Um, and I think the ultimate goal is not, it's not just to identify them and say like, oh, yep, I'm running around with a, I got a D on my forehead, right? Or, uh, you know, yep, I'm just running around thinking I'm a failure, but identifying it allows us to move past those and to set those aside and not let them define who we are. Right. I think is that's the end goal that we're going towards. Right. Yeah. And the process that that God led me through was this process of defining myself through what he saw Mm -hmm. and not what I thought other people saw. Absolutely. Well, and I think if you're having a hard time finding the labels, like, your friends have probably heard the way you speak about yourself and could mm. like help you. Like I remember Lauren and I were Marco polling a couple months ago and she's like, you need to stop calling yourself an idiot. Like you say that jokingly and you do it a lot and you're not. And I was like, Oh, that's a label I've put on myself. Like, mm. and so like if you're having a hard time figuring out the labels, your friends know what you say about yourself and they'll help you. Oh man, that's a plug for community if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Fantastic, Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, and some of those labels that we live with aren't from today's circumstances. They're from from our childhood, from mm-hmm. a, a, a teacher that was sure critical from from a, from a friendship, you know, a significant friendship, maybe a best friend that, you know, that dissolved over mm-hmm. you know whatever. Man, now we're talking schizero like living out your shadow yeah oh man fantastic fantastic it's all connected it's all connected <laughs> absolutely love it all right well speaking of community because i know community is going to tie in with this one <clears throat> but we got another question here we got another question to pose to the panel our resident experts. Uh, we in in the uh, the implication. I think it was the n- number two. I think it was the second implication was take an inventory of your expectations. I was intrigued by this. I was how do you, how how would one and I imagine this is different for everybody. How do you go about taking an inventory of your expectations? Yeah. Or evaluating maybe your expectations. 
Yeah. So your expectations, you know, as a, as a parent, um, your expectations in relationships, your expectations of other drivers on, on reserve. <laughs> well, that got personal. <laughs> you know, um, for, for me, it's just like, what kinds of things have I been, have been at the forefront of, of the conversation for me with, with, within those spheres, right? Mm-hmm. So, someone take out the garbage. Someone take out, like, at certain points of my life, uh, that has been an expectation. It was one that was communicated to me as a kid, and, and, and I highlighted that conversation with my kids as a parent, and that used to be so frustrating to me. And one day I realized that, you know, God says, you know, Rob, your wife deals with a lot of things that she never complains about. And she just does it, like laundry. She just does it. And she doesn't complain. Mm. You see the you see the garbage and and want it taken out. Your wife sees the laundry <coughs> and wants it clean and she she just does it. Yep. Why don't you serve your family by just taking out the garbage? And so that that became an expectation that I realized um, was out of balance, mm. and and I realized that I had caught my approach to that. Like it, no one had to teach it to me. I, mm-hmm. I caught it, and uh-huh. and so a lot of times I've had to have someone help me. Sure. You know, evaluate my expectations, like sitting down with a counselor and, and like, why am I mad all the time? Rawr, 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 rawr. And and so they would ask these probing questions. Other times, it's me engaging <coughs> with the scriptures or me engaging in conversation with my wife, and and she's like, why do you focus on this? Why is this a big deal for you? And when we get through the other side of the conversation, it's like, yeah, why is that a big deal? Hmm. Or having a friend come and go, I see this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And the the second half of that implication was, uh, or the reason to take inventory was what distracts you from fixing your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Right. Which it's kind of this, these things. Well, everything you're mentioning here is, well, they're either rec- they're seeing something or they're questioning something, that's probably sending off a little a warning sign that says, right. eh, that's dragging you away from, you know, your frustration over the garbage, is, causing you to. Yeah, in the grand scheme of eternity, I'm like, who cares? <clears throat> like, I'm yeah, not not a, not a huge yeah. deal, but it is <laughs> affecting how your. Five thousand years into eternity, I'm not going to be worried about who didn't take out the garbage on December the seventh of 2010. I should. I hope you're not worried about it now. No, I'm not. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. Yeah, I got that was over. a very specific date there. I got over yesterday. <laughs> that, oh, that was good. That, was that good. offense has been forgiven. Man, as of yesterday, <laughs> stamp of yesterday. it. Done. Mark it off. Check it off the list. Completely paid. Fantastic. Paid in full. Oh man. 
Yeah, I, I, I think when when I was when I was thinking through that one, I was I was thinking that I would start from the back, like, okay, I've been distracted from fixing my eyes on Jesus here. Like I feel the disconnect. What's causing that? Mm-hmm. Is that right. a behavior? Is it a? <clears throat> am I just you know what am I chasing after there that I'm not chasing after Jesus? Um, and then what's the? Yeah, what has my attention? Yeah, what mm-hmm. has my attention there? What's and the... that's and that's where I get the expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of okay, wh- and and why is that expectation there? Then is the next question of you know. Why is this so important to me? Why is this so dreadfully important right. that it would steal away my joy? Right. Uh, that it would it would come between me and me and God in this. Um, and and maybe it is important, but you know, as you're evaluating, you might feel like it's not like oh, I just cut this out of my life, but it needs to be put into its place, maybe. Right. Um, or 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 a different solution set, like sure, like. Yeah, the garbage needs to go out. Rob, you got two hands and two feet. Like, do it, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serve your family. Like, yeah, and I think of a Sermon on the Mount. You know, like, someone asked you to go one mile, go two miles. Right. You know, strikes you on the cheek, turn turn the other cheek. You know, like, just this idea of, of are you willing to be offended by someone? Sure. And so, you know, on reserve, it's like, Am I am I allowing you to interrupt my story? Mm. You know, mm. with with the way you're driving, either by the speed that you're choosing to drive. You know, you're you're 20 miles under the speed limit. Am I going to be offended by that? I might be. 20 miles under. Hmm. In the fast lane. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Parking in the fast lane. Might struggle with that. My expectation is you're going to go the speed limit. Is that is that there? That's the expectation. Yep. Mm. I see. I have discipled you well. (laughs) My goodness, fantastic, fantastic. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So I I found that intriguing, and hopefully, you know, hopefully people are are wrestling with those and. Figuring out what their expectations are, what's driving them, what's what's not just what do I expect, but why do I expect that, and digging deep in that uh, to help figure out. So ultimately, it's to figure out what's you know, what's robbing away your joy. Yeah, I guess back to seeing Jesus for who He is and and the life and purpose He's He's calling us to the big picture. Yeah, and why. I you know, I think of this especially this time of year. Why do I expect this? Why do I expect this as opposed to what I actually have? Mm-hmm. Which gets us to that comparison, robbing us of our joy. Yeah. Um, I'm setting myself up and just comparing that in my own head, which is fantastic to uh, wrestle with. So, hopefully, that's sparking some good thoughts in you as you're listening to this and. Uh, if you got any other ideas on on this or questions, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I need you to clarify this. Uh, holler at us either on Facebook or Instagram or <clears throat> send us an email at info at missionridge.church. 
You could do that. Could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, hey, shout out to Brent Billings that uh, he he uh, he did send us one. He did. What I didn't know that. He did send us an email. Yeah, he went to info at missionaries.church. So, fantastic. That's why he didn't know? That's why I had to do the shout out. Well done, Brent. Well, I don't get any other emails, so I just yeah. There you go. <laughs> love that man. So anyway. We'll uh, continue on Advent this week, talking about love and how that's all you need. Do 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 do. <laughs> something like that. And, something uh, like that. Something like that. Maybe maybe not quite like that. Talk about Disney. Talk about Christ. It's gonna be glorious. This is the way. Fantastic. Then we'll. Uh, We'll be back again next week. So, Mike, if you're running, keep running. You you're doing can do great. It. You're doing great. If you're not Mike and you're running, you're also doing great. If you're not running, you're doing great. That's just great all around. Participation thinking. trophy for everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm not running. <laughs> I'm feeling great about that we'll, decision. Uh, we'll just wrap her up with that. See you guys next time. Bye. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.